Welcome to podcast number 149 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help Christians live a quality life, an abundant life, and live the kind of life that God wants us to live. And through this podcast, we've addressed a lot of topics, the area of finances, the area of faith and of generosity and of how to live debt-free. I even had a couple of months where we talked about veterans and how to receive help for them. So we have been, though, in the last couple of months on a series dealing with the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, on faith and miracles. So today we're going to probably complete this study in the series, and we'll be at the end of this podcast announcing a new series I'll be starting very shortly. So with that, we need the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. So this podcast is entitled, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll introduce it first. We need to pray. I don't ever want to do one of these podcasts without seeking the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to help us. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for an opportunity to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I thank you for all you've done and helped us and how you've provided guidance and direction as we went through the series on the gifts of the Spirit and faith and miracles and all the wonderful things that you've made available to followers of Jesus Christ. So once again, I ask the Holy Spirit to come in and take control and take charge. I've done all the due diligence I know to do. I've prayed. I've read scriptures. I've sought your guidance and directions. And so now we want to get into this area and help people understand what it means to be filled with the Spirit. So Father, bless it now and anoint it. And I'll be careful to always give you the praise and the glory for what's about to take place. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. As I mentioned previously, today's podcast is entitled, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, before we get into it, let me just make a couple of comments. Some may ask, how is it possible to be filled with the Holy Spirit? They may say, I'm flesh and bone, and I'm a carnal person, or I've sinned, or I'm not perfect. But you know, we don't have to be perfect. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So we're all in that same situation. But God wants to fill us with His Spirit. And so I pray that you you'll be blessed as we get into this. So if you're being challenged with that, let me just read a scripture that'll give you some hope and understanding of why you too can be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's found in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus looked at them intently and said, he was talking, by the way, to his disciples, and he said this, humanly speaking, it is impossible but with God, everything is possible. You see, Jesus wanted us to understand right up front that there are no limits with God, that everything we desire and the miracles that we want to see in our life and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, they're all possible for those who believe. Now, God did not create us to be ordinary human beings. That was not his plan for his followers. God does not want us to live an ordinary life. He created us to be extraordinary. He wants us to walk and live in the supernatural. It'll just become natural for us to operate in the supernatural. When I read that scripture, Matthew 19, 26, Jesus was talking to his disciples and they had a lot of questions. They were wondering about divorce and marriage. They were wondering about giving. They were wondering about how to live a Christian life and how God wants to bless his people. And they just on and on. So Jesus basically kind of stopped him and said, look, all things are possible because of me. So with that, I believe it's not only possible, but it's inevitable that you who are listening today will understand what it is like to be led to the Spirit and also to be filled by the Holy Spirit. 
Many of you are filled or living and walking in the Spirit of God. And I know you can be a help to those who are maybe struggling with that or kind of wondering if there's possible to even live that type of life. So let's move on into this teaching. I believe the Lord has something very special intended for us today. After all of what we have read in the Word of God about the Holy Spirit, we know by now who He is. After my podcast, number 148, we have a better understanding of how we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, because of all that, I want to address the topic of how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. First, though, we need to look at God's Word and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into understanding how we can be filled with Him. Let's start off by reading Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. This is very powerful, and this is an extremely important part of understanding how to be filled and how to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's found in Acts chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. I'm reading once again out of the New Living Translation. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now look at that, what happened there. They got together. They were in agreement. They were all in one accord. They were all seeking God. They were all praying. They were praising and giving God worship. Now remember, Jesus had been crucified and resurrected and went up to he- in heaven and told them that he would leave them the Holy Spirit to help them and guide them. So when the Holy Spirit fell in that place and it comes to visit them, it says all the believers were meeting together in one spot, one place, and then this power came forward. And it says, and everyone present. Look at that. Everyone present. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you went to a prayer meeting where most of the people had not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, or maybe they weren't even Christians, or possibly they had never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue or another language. And then all of a sudden you prayed, and then everyone was instantly filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began, began speaking in other tongues. You see, that's what God has in store for us. I'm, I believe that this is the first recording of the Holy Spirit in a church service filling followers of Lord Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. They were filled to such an extent, listen to this, that even the words they spoke were a miracle gift of the Holy Spirit. Now today, there are many ways to know that we are filled. And I believe I'm going to give you a number of those right now to help you understand how to know that you're filled and how to seek the infilling and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. To be filled with the Spirit is God's plan for every believer. You got to get that in your mind and in your heart and know it and believe it and accept it. We know we are filled when our desires are the same as the desires of the Holy Spirit. Being filled is not a feeling. You see, because our feelings are emotional and they may deceive us. They may hurt us. They make us feel sometimes good or bad. So being filled is not a feeling. We are filled when we share our faith. Let me read to you Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It's so crucial that we share our faith. Jesus is speaking here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 in the New Living Translation. But you, he's talking to the disciples again, will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere 
in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, what that tells me is, is that when we are Christians, we're believers, we need to share our faith. We need to give a testimony of what God has done in our life. And then Jesus gives his disciples instructions, and he says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. That's a special anointing of power and an infilling of power that you will be my witnesses. So you know that you're living and walking and being filled with the Holy Spirit when you're witnessing to others and giving them an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Being filled reminds me of our faith. You know, the Bible tells us that faith is a substance. And those of you who have great faith, who really believe when you pray and you know that God's able and willing and going to do it, and you just have an anointing that comes over you of faith to be able to see answers to your prayers? Well, you believe that because you believe what the Bible says where it is a substance, that faith is a substance. Well, I believe that being filled with the Holy Spirit is also a substance. It's real. You know it's real. You can reach out and grab it and hold it. And you know the power of the Holy Spirit is in you, dwelling inside of you and filling you and giving you guidance and directions. I believe that people many times don't understand the filling because they think it's some kind of supernatural thing that only happens to supernatural believers. No, it happens to natural people. And I'll give you an example of that here in this podcast. When I would pray for someone at church, or even to this day when I pray for someone at church, I'll be praying and I'll be believing with them for, say, a physical healing. And many times the Holy Spirit will impress upon me to tell that person that they are healed and ask them to go have it verified. There was a case not too long ago where I prayed for a person who needed to be healed of a disease. They had a terrible respiratory problem and I prayed for them and I I know that the Holy Spirit was there with us. And when I prayed with them, the Holy Spirit convicted me to tell them to receive that healing touch and then go to the doctor and being checked out because that they were healed that day. And I believe that the infilling of the Holy Spirit is so real that it's far greater than a feeling. It's far greater than just a a rush that you feel in in your heart or in your mind or in your body. But it's a belief, an expansion of our faith and a belief that we're filled. Now, we are filled when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I believe that. Some people may disagree with that, but I believe when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit that we're filled because the gifts of the Spirit come into us and they're supernatural. They're the power gifts. Things like tongue and interpretation of tongues, or greater faith, or healings, or miracles, or prophecy. These are all miracle operations of the Holy Spirit working in us. And I believe when that comes through us and God uses us that way, we're filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to experience those manifestations. Now, I want to ask you a question. Is it possible to be continually filled? Now, some people have a difficult time when the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And we've talked about it in the past where we can do that, but it's a continual process of thinking about God and thinking about the need and reading his word. And yes, we have to work and we have to do other things, but we can still be in a state of focusing on prayer on the needs of other people. So let's address this issue of, of, is it possible to be continually filled? So let's go to the Word of God. That's always the best place to go when you have a question like that. So I'm going to read in the book of Acts, chapter 13, and verse 52, out of the New American Standard Bible. And here's what it says. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So yes, it is possible. Matter of fact, it happens 
happens frequently to people in ministry, to people who are reaching out, and to those who are missionaries or those people who are, quite frankly, missionaries in their own city or in their own town or in their own business, in their own neighborhood, that the power of the Holy Spirit can operate in them and they can be filled continually as they witness and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, there were other references in the Word of God dealing with individuals who were able to continually operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul was one. When he was in prison, he wrote many of the epistles that we read today. That's what I call being filled with the Holy Spirit continually. And all the apostles were challenged to give up their faith or give up their life, and they had to live continually in the power of the Holy Spirit. So with that, I'm going to move on now because I have an individual in the Bible that I want to talk about that a lot of people don't think about very often, but we need to look at this story of a man named Stephen. Now, when the church started on the day of Pentecost, God knew that the church would need strong leaders. So he filled many of them with his spirit and with power. These leaders had to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. A man rose up in the church, and God wanted to put him to work and wanted to bless him and use him. Let's read about the story of Stephen starting in Acts chapter 6. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumors of discontentment. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. Sounds like the church, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot of things that happen in the church today. Verse 2, So the twelve called a meeting. These were the twelve disciples. A meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. (laughs) I like the way that's expressed. Verse 3, And so brothers selected seven men who were well-respected and are full of the Spirit, there we go, and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Verse 4, Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. So here they were in need of someone to do the ministry. It's like in the church. If there's a pastor in the church, he shouldn't be doing all the working out on the streets, feeding the homeless. If he wants to, that's fine. But he shouldn't be doing all that. As a church grows and prospers and increases, he needs to spend more and more time in the Word of God and in prayer and seeking direction as to what the Holy Spirit wants him to do. So many pastors get bogged down in so much of the day-to-day activities in the church that it restricts the the growth of the church. Now, as a pastor, I tried to do as much calling on people and hospital visitations and those types of things as I could, but there were times when I was loaded with so many activities and things that it was difficult to find time to prepare a sermon. So I can understand and relate to what this is all about. And those of you who are pastored or involved in a church know that we need to get behind our pastors and help them and do the work of the ministry in the church. So then this is what was happening to these folks and needed some help. So in verse number five, it says, everyone liked this idea and they chose the following, Stephen. And then it's in in brackets and it says, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And Philip, they chose, and Prochorus, and Nicorn, and Timon, and Farminius, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert of the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. I like this, verse 7. So God's message continued to spread. See, because the work was being spread out amongst the church, the widows were being helped, and all those things in the church that needed to be worked on, the number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. So here we've got a wonderful situation where the men of God 
God realized there's something need to be done, and they came up with a man named Stephen. Now let's move on and talk about Stephen who stepped in there and did some great things. In verse number 8 it said, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day some men from the synagogue of the free slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So here we go. We got a man who's witnessing and sharing and doing the work in the church. And, and when he was in conflict and people came against him, when he spoke with such wisdom and such eloquence that those that were trying to come after him literally could not, could not stop him. They didn't know what to do with him. It says, so in verse 11, so they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. In verse 12, this roused the people, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arranged to arrest Stephen and brought him before the high council. So here we go, a guy doing the work of the Lord, and Stephen was working for the church, filled with the Spirit of God, and doing wonderful, amazing things. The lying witnesses said that this man is always speaking against the Holy Temple and against the law of Moses. Verse 14, we have heard him say that this this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. Well, that's true, that part. And verse 15, listen to this. And at this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. That's a man filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit of God, being led by the Spirit of God. So if you want to study the life of someone who had all those wonderful gifts operating in his life, look at the life of Stephen found in the book of Acts in chapter 6. Well, then we read on in Acts chapter 7. It talks about they arrested Stephen and they were trying him and doing everything they could to punish him him because he was a man of God. And then Stephen was speaking to them and said some amazing, powerful things. Stephen was so filled with the Holy Spirit that he has absolutely had no fear and he knew that he was operating under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 7 and verse 53, Stephen says this, talking to those who were trying to come up against him, the court that he was standing before, you deliberately disobeyed obeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. 54. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. And that's another story on its own that we'll talk about down the road here. The reason I wanted to read this story to you is that there is a man filled with the Holy Spirit. He was just serving God and helping people and ministering to widows and feeding the hungry. And yet people came up against him. And that can happen in our society today. And it's happening, quite frankly, because the church is under attack in America in many, many ways. Attack from its freedom and its freedom of religion and its ability to express how it feels about its Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with that, I want you to catch that because I wanted to understand that Stephen was just an ordinary man. Stephen was someone that God picked out because Stephen was faithful and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit so filled him that he became supernatural. Stephen devoted his life and he denied his flesh and he walked in the Spirit. Let me just ask you a question. How about you? Are we willing to deny our flesh and walk in the Spirit? Because we can walk continually in the Spirit. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit and we can experience the joy of serving our God. I need to read the end of the story because I don't want to leave Stephen in that situation he was in. In verse 59 of Acts chapter 7, it says here, As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. We said, well, why would you use that story? He died at the end. Well, I'm using that story because he lived his life to the fullest, filled with the Holy Spirit continually, worshiping God, serving God. And when he died, he did not even want to have his accusers and those who were stoning him. They didn't. He didn't want them to suffer under God's punishment. So that's what I call walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit. So let's move on. As I get close to the end of this particular podcast, I'd like to read a couple scriptures that kind of help us understand maybe on our own in our own mind, in our own strength, and our own feelings about this whole situation, that how can I be filled with the Spirit? You think of Stephen and what he went through and the challenges he faced, and in the middle of all that, he never fell out of his relationship with God, and he never let the pressures and the extreme pressures facing death rob him of being filled with the Spirit of God. Let me give you a scripture I think that'll bless you. John chapter 14, and in verses number 15 and 17, Jesus is speaking. Let's talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It says here, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Jesus was giving instructions and help to his people and telling him that the Spirit of God would come to dwell in them. Well, as believers in Christ, Jesus was right. He was correct. The Spirit of God has come to live and dwell in all of us and he'll give us the strength that we need to face the trials and the challenges that we have and we can be led by the Spirit, and then we can learn how to walk in the Spirit, and then we can learn how to be continually filled in the Spirit. It's a process of drawing closer to God, and He tells us in His Word that He will draw closer to us. Let's move on to another scripture I think that'll give us hope in the midst of facing trials. It's found in Romans chapter 5, and starting at verse number 3. Paul's writing here to the church in Rome. He says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 5, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. i got to read verse 6. I can't leave this out. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. You know, God always comes at the right time. And it's so important for us to understand that when we seek God and we seek the infilling of the Holy Spirit and we desire to be led of the Spirit of God and be filled with the Holy Spirit, honestly, we can handle anything that life throws at us. Stephen did. You say, well, that was Stephen. That's not me. Well, the Apostle Paul did. You say, well, that was the Apostle Paul. That's not me. But how about the little lady that I visited in the hospital who was dying of cancer? And she said, I just want to be sure that my kids are good, that they're safe, and I know now I can go to heaven because now my children know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, so now my life is complete. 
There's an example of someone who was living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and being filled with the Holy Spirit as she was facing life and death trial in her own life. So I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Let me give you another scripture. I believe this will give you hope and encouragement if you're facing a trial and also if you're really have a desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God on a day-to-day basis. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 16, where Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's giving them hope for the glory of the new covenant and a relationship with God. It says here in verse 16, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Well, that's what I want, and I know that's what you desire also. So with that, let me just pray for you and believe that God will help you to grow closer to Him and to help me grow closer to Him and to help us understand how we can live and walk and be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to bring this message at this time. I pray you would bless it now, and I pray that those who are desiring to be filled with the Spirit will experience that, Lord, as they draw close to you. Those who want to be led by the Spirit in their life and want to have direction and leading by the Holy Spirit, that they would yield to you and yield to your word, yield in prayer and seeking your face daily. And then I believe the Holy Spirit that dwells within them now will help them to sh- and show them how they can be led by Him each and every day. I pray they'd be blessed, and I pray that they would prosper, Father, in all that they do. I pray that they would be strong in their body, soul, and spirit. And I pray that everything they do, Lord, would be a blessing to you and that you would be exalted and lifted up in their life. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible series that I've been blessed to be able to speak on for these so many weeks, and I pray that you would bless it. I pray that this teaching, Lord, even though this particular series is completed and finished, I pray that you'll continue to do a good work in those who've listened to these podcasts. May they go back and listen to them maybe again and some of the teaching that's been a blessing to them. And I thank you for it now and give you the praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I want to let you know that I'm excited about moving on in our podcast. You know, our podcasts have a number of titles and topics. I mentioned that in the early part of today's podcast. And as that is that we've talked about prosperity. We've talked about finances. We've talked about veterans. We've dealt with faith and healing and miracles and so many issues, generosity and various things that, Lord, I believe that has blessed each and every one of us. I know I've been blessed because I get the opportunity to put hours in a preparation before these podcasts come forth. So I just pray, Lord, that you'd help us, Lord, in the upcoming podcast. You've given me the title of a new series that I think is going to be a blessing, and that it's called God's Plans Are For You to Prosper. Now, I spoke a series a long time ago, about a year ago, on prosperity, but this is going to be a totally different teaching, one that'll help us to understand how we can receive prosperity in every area of our life, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, and all those things. So I'm looking forward to it, and I know that God has a plan to use it and to bless you. So you might want to let your friends out there know that this podcast, Quality Christian Living, will continue with a new series dealing with how to have prosperity in our life, and why God wants us to prosper and how he's shown us so many ways that we can prosper in everything that we do in our life. So if you're interested in hearing more about some of the teachings that I've done, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll find a link to all the podcasts that I've done here on Charisma. And today completes the 149th podcast. So 
I hope that'll bless you. You can go back and pull up any of them that you've maybe missed in the past or might have an interest in. There's a long series on faith, a long series on on healing, on the gifts of the Spirit, and miracles and things I believe that'll be a blessing. There's a series on how to be debt-free and live debt-free. While you're on my webpage, you could take a look at some of the books I've written dealing with those same topics because I've written those books. God's given me the material to use it. And so I have then used the material in my books as an outline to teach many of these podcasts. So with that, I hope that you'll be blessed. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So it's been a good day. It's been a joyful day. I'm excited about this upcoming series, but I'm I'm even more excited about what we've just completed and the work that we've done and the, and the teaching the Lord has given us us as we've dealt with the miracle gifts of the Spirit and things that Christians need to know about and how to operate in the gifts. And I'm telling you, it's been a blessing. I I hope that you've been blessed because I certainly have. So with that, let me just close this with a blessing for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Our next podcast is number 150. Boy, that's amazing. I stop back and think it's just been a little over a year that we started doing these. And I thank the Lord for the 150th podcast coming up next week. And I thank him so very much that there have been months where we've been able to reach out to as many as 92 countries in this world. And I've been blessed now to see over 30,000 downloads of the podcasts that we've made in our podcast entitled Quality Christian Living. Let me remind you, God wants you to live a quality life. He wants you to live an abundant life. He wants you filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. God wants to bless us. He's on our side. He's our biggest cheerleader that we've got. So remember, seek Him daily. Ask for guidance daily and be led of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit to experience what God has in store for you. Until next time, may God richly bless you in all things.